Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. What happens in the family impacts all those within the community. And it all begins because of his view and attitude towards God. First thing you see, he creates his own form of ethic. And then something else is happening in this household. It's going to be a tailor-made worship. She took 200 shekels of silver, gave them to the silversmith, who made them into an image and an idol. Reaching up high, with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives, so we can be our hands and feet. Today, Pastor Ed will be reminding us that what happens in our individual lives affects our family, and in turn, begins to affect our community and society as a whole. In the book of Judges, we'll learn how the children of Israel continually did what was right in their own eyes, And the consequences of this disobedience ultimately resulted in the downfall of their own children. The best thing you can do as a Christian is cultivate your own relationship with the Lord so you can be used to influence those around you. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, Adjusting God's Image. Chapter 17, verse 6, the New Living Translation reads, In those days Israel had no king. This was in the time of the judges. And what they're emphasizing here is that there was no central authority. And then it goes on to say, All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. It seemed right. It felt right. They thought it was right. But it was wrong. It's possible to feel that you're doing the right thing, to think you're doing the right thing, and all the while be diametrically opposed to God's will. And that was the case in the book of Judges. The title of the message this morning is Adjusting God's Image. Some may feel God seems too harsh, too hard, too strict, So he needs some good PR. Let's just tweak his image so we're more comfortable with um, who we perceive him to be. They're going to adjust the image of God to fit in the culture in which they lived. Do you remember years ago, and still today, on public television they have a series called The American Experience? What they do is they highlight different people maybe about some particular event or some place, and it encapsulates and it characterizes something about our culture. And we learn something about ourselves as we watch the American experience. The author of the book of Judges is going to take you back to the very beginning of the book of Judges at the end. There's two introductions in the book of Judges, and there's two conclusions in the book of Judges. In this epilogue, the conclusion in the book of Judges, he takes you back before Samson. So this isn't chronological time we're looking at. And he gives you a vignette of family life, of what's happening in the nation, among the people. 
And it explains what is meant by everyone, all the people doing what is right in their own eyes. We're going to visit Micah's family. Micah is well off financially, and he's perhaps typical of what the families were like in the nation of Israel. And you're going to see that he's adjusting God's image. He's creating a better image for God so that both him and his family could be comfortable. And he doesn't even know he's missing the mark. What happens when we adjust God's image? We are creating our own personal religion. We are creating our own personal religion. In verses 12 to 13, it says, so Micah installed the Levite as his personal priest. He lived in Micah's house, and this is Micah speaking now. I know the Lord will bless me now. So after he's set up a shrine, after he's set up an altar, after he created all of these gods, he, he makes this comment, I know now God's gonna bless me because I have a Levite serving my, as my priest. So he was building a shrine. He had asked one of his sons to be the priest, and now he said, listen, I'm gonna take a better step. I'm gonna have a Levite, so I'm gonna be blessed. What happens is when we begin to adjust the image of God, we begin to create tailor-made ethics. Tailor-made ethics. You see something happens in his home, and this is typical now, now a man named Micah from the hill country of Ephraim said to his mother, the 1,100 shekels of silver, that's a lot of money, that family was well off, that were taken from you, about which I heard you utter a curse. The mother said, curse is anybody who stole my money, whoever stole it. So she pronounces this curse. And so her son is thinking about that. And then he says, I have that silver with me. I took it. So he steals the money from his mother. His mother, of course, she loves her son. His mother said, the Lord bless you. She's trying to take away the curse when she does that. She speaks a blessing over him. The Lord bless you, my son. When he returned the 1,100 shekels of silver to his mother, she said, I solemnly consecrate my silver to the Lord. That sounds good, doesn't it? I give it all to the Lord for my son to make a carved image and a cast idol. I give it back to you. I want you to see, first of all, Micah's attitude. He is not going to obey the commandments. The commandments said that you're to honor your father and mother. The commandments teach, thou shalt not steal. And what he does is he breaks those commandments. He's going to live, well, my mom is my mom. I could take her money. I don't know how many more years she has left. He begins to disrespect his parent. He begins to just make up the rules. What happens in the home impacts the nation. What happens in the family impacts all those within the community. And it all begins because of his view and attitude towards God. First thing you see, he creates his own form of ethic. And then something else is happening in this household. It's going to be a tailor-made worship. She took 200 shekels of silver, gave them to the silversmith, who made them into an image and an idol. And they were put in Micah's house. Now this man, Micah, had a shrine. He had an ephod and some idols and installed one of his sons as priests. What he's doing is, in his home, 
He's setting up an altar, a shrine. He's having church in his house. He's a religious man in that community. He wants God to bless him. But what he's doing is contrary to the word of God. The Bible says that we're not to make an image of God. That's the second commandment. Now, how many of you have had pictures taken that you just don't like? And you say, I don't like that picture. And then they put it on Facebook. Ah. Well, God said, don't try and create an image of me because you could never fully describe who he is through an image. Only an aspect, and and a person could go off. Don't make an image. Your heart could be drawn towards that image. And so Moses was clear. The scriptures were clear. You, You didn't make an idol of God. So here's what they're doing. They're making an idol, and they're calling it Yahweh, Jehovah, and they're worshiping it. See, they're worshiping God according to their own hearts. They're tailor making their religion. I'm comfortable worshiping God this way. Is he comfortable? That's the question. Not worshiping God according to truth, according to the scripture. And that's what's happening. The further and further a culture moves from God, the more distorted their worship of God will be. The more incongruent their worship will become with what the scriptures teach about God. And so here you are, you're looking into a family, a well-known family in that community, a well-off family, a community that they want to be blessed by God. And they've cast the ethics of Scripture behind them, and they're making up the rules as they go along. And they determine how they're going to worship God, rather than letting God tell them how they're to worship I want you to see the second thing that happens, they create their own personal religion, their own personal way of worshiping God. Then they create a religion that helps you get ahead. I mean, this Levite, this priest, epitomizes that. He's not only gonna preach it and teach it, he's gonna live it. You could see it in the way he looks at life. In verses seven to nine, you see, Again, a religion that helps you get ahead. A young Levite from Bethlehem in Judah who had been living within the clan of Judah left the town in search of some other place to stay. There's a sense of restlessness that he has. On his way, he came to Micah's house in the hill country of Ephraim. Micah asked him, where are you from? I'm a Levite from Bethlehem in Judah. He said, I'm looking for a place to stay. Ah, he wants to better himself. He wants to be upward and mobile. And so what happens, Micah says, boy, it'd be great to have a real priest because the priests were supposed to be Levites and he had uh, placed his son as one of those priests. And so he takes him out of the position. He said, I'm gonna have a real priest now. I mean, this guy has clout and he has a family name. And well, here's what happens. Let's play the price is right. Micah said to him, live with me and be my father and priest, and I will give you 10 shekels of silver a year. Wow, that's pretty good. I mean, he had a good salary. Your clothes and your food, the Levite agreed to live with him. And the young man was to him like one of his sons. There was a close relationship. He was moving up in the world, but he's not gonna be satisfied. He's the type of priest that's not listening to God and telling the people what God wants. He's listening to people and telling them what they want to hear. 
scratching those itching ears. Say it the way they like it. That's his philosophy. In chapter 18, verses four to six, you have the tribe of Dan coming. They're going to look for some new territory. They're out of the will of God. They are actually supposed to be battling over the land that God had allotted them, but it's too hard fighting for that land. Those people are too tough. And so they're gonna take the easy route. He says, he told them what Micah had done for him, these people from Dan. He said, he has hired me, hired me, and I am his priest. They said to him, please inquire of God to learn whether our journey will be successful. So he doesn't tell them, you know, you're going against the will of God. You're disobeying the scripture. He's not listening for God. He's just wanting to placate his audience. Priest answered him, go in peace. Your journey has the Lord's approval. Our nation is in trouble. From pulpits across our land, preachers, teachers, theologians are not teaching the word of God, but they're telling people what they want to hear. They're taking the cultural norms and making the 10 commandments out of the cultural norms. Do we hear a call? to obedient following of Christ? Do we hear the call to sacrifice? Do we hear the call to live our lives carrying our cross? No, God bless you. Something's wrong with that, especially when you're going in the wrong direction. Say it the way they like it, they'll gain you an audience. Now, he's upward and mobile. Here, the tribe of Dan comes through again, And they went and they saw, boy, that village is great. We're going to take over it. And they remember visiting Micah's house. They remember the shrine. They remember this priest. And so when these men, these are spies, and they come back to Micah's house, they go into the house. They took the carved image, the ephod, the other household gods, and cast idols. And the priest said to them, what are you doing? They answered him, be quiet. Don't say a word. Come with us, be our father and priest. Isn't it better that you serve a tribe and a clan in Israel as a priest rather than just one man's household? The priest was glad. Not a parish pastor, now he's a bishop. Not a small church, a mega community. So he's an opportunist. When we begin to adjust God in our own image, we begin to make a God who will just, we want to be blessed. He's going to help me get ahead. He's going to not ask me to sacrifice. You think about how many centuries the church has suffered persecution. Men and women have given their lives because they adhere to the faith of Jesus Christ. And here, we have become so comfortable, so wanting God to serve us, so wanting God to conform to us. God, you exist for me. No, no. We were created for him. We were created to bring him honor and glory. We were to take up our cross and follow Jesus. Just read the book of Acts. Just study church history. Just take a look at God's revelation of himself. And see, he's going to take the opportunity. This Levite is motivated by self-interest. He's motivated to serve himself, whoever will pay him more. 
whatever the people want to hear, he's going to move on to impressive things. I want you to see, when we create a God in our own image, when we adjust his image, we're going to make a religion that helps us just get ahead. And we're going to find ourselves creating a religion that lets us devise our own destiny. Judges 134. As for the tribe of Dan, the Amorites forced them back into the hill country and they would not let them come down into the plains. What was happening is that the tribe of Dan didn't want to take that burden, that struggle and press forward and, and, and fight and trust God. They wanted an easy assignment. They wanted an easy, an easy way. In Judges 18.1, it says, Now in those days Israel had no king, and the tribe of Dan was trying to find a place where they could settle, for they had not yet moved into the land assigned to them. They're going to do their thing. Now watch what happens when people use religion for their own destiny. They will take up the proverb, might makes right. What happens is they go to this Micah's house where the Levite is serving, verses 15 to 17, there's 600 warriors at the gate. The spies go in, they take out all of those idols and shrines and everything out, and there, the Bible says, the five men who had spied out the land went inside, took the carved images, the ephod, other household gods, cast idols, and the priests, 600 armed men stood at the entrance of the gate. Then they just leave, and then Michael comes home, it's all gone. All the gods that he made, they didn't protect themselves when they didn't protect him. How many people are creating gods that they're trusting in, whether it's money, whether it's relationships, whether it's their own health, a whole host of gods building and making with our own hands that cannot protect us, that someday will simply be gone. Death will take all of those things away. And there, Micah comes back and you could see he's all upset in verses 24 to 26. He chases the Danites with people from his community. And he says, what do you mean? What's the matter? That's what they said as they saw him coming. Micah replied, you've taken away all the gods I've made and my priest, I have nothing left. Listen, if you make gods other than the one and true living God, at the end of the road, you're gonna say, I have nothing left. They can't protect you, they can't help you, they can't sustain you. Only the true and living God can do that. Only a real, genuine gospel faith, a faith in a God that is the true and living God. So might makes right. And then the Danites are singing, we did it our way. The Bible says that they go to Laish against a peaceful and unsuspecting people. They attacked them with the sword, burned down their city. There was no one to rescue them because they lived a long way from Sidon and had no relationship with anyone else. What happened is they just ransacked, destroyed a people that God never told them to destroy. But they were gonna take their land they were gonna take their property, they were gonna claim it as their own. They were gonna do it that way. There's no seeking God, saying, God, what's your will? There's no drawing on God's strength, they become a cruel people. Now here's the principle, I want you to see it. In the New Testament it says this, the sins of some people are blatant and march them right into court. So the effects are right then. The sins of others don't show up until much later. That's why we live our lives unto God. 
That's why we recognize that God is the ultimate judge. Don't go by what you see in the natural realm. There is coming a day when the judge of all the earth will judge. And what we are told in Timothy is that some sow and they reap very quickly, but some sow and we don't see the harvest until very later on. Think about Micah. What the writer of Judges is doing is showing you the cycle. Micah robs his mother. He's not loyal to her. He gets a priest who's not loyal to him. And the Danites at the end rob him. What comes around, I'll say that again. What comes around, that's a principle. The other thing I want you to see, it is tragic. It is frightening. It is absolutely a warning to every single person who ever followed Christ. Do you know this Levite? He came from good family. We're told, and the punchline is at the end of chapter 18. We're looking at this Levite, this priest, this opportunist. Do you know who he is? In verse 30 of chapter 18, it reads this. There the Danites set up for themselves the idols. Now he's the one setting it up. Remember, idols, and it's gonna be in competition with Shiloh, the true place for the worship of God. And it said, and Jonathan, the son of Jerusham, the son of Moses. He was the grandson of Moses. Moses, who gave the 10 commandments. Moses, who told them not to make idols. His grandson sets up shop in competition with the true religion. And here his grandson is leading a whole tribe away from God into idol worship. The saying is true. God has no grandchildren. Every generation has to make a decision for themselves. Every generation has to decide to serve Christ themselves. They can't get on the coattails of their parents or grandparents. There's that old saying, only a shadow can cast a shadow. That first generation were genuine, and they cast that shadow of faith upon their children. But their children wandered from God, and they couldn't cast any shadow of morality or ethic. And they wander completely away from God. Moses' own grandson, the lawgiver, the one who stood before Pharaoh and said, let my people go. Where are your grandchildren? Takes a while sometimes. The sins of some people are blatant and march them right into court. The sins of others don't show up until much later. Revelation, the last book of the Bible. There's witnesses sent out across the earth from the tribes of Israel as evangelists. 12,000. Take a look. Read it. Dan is never mentioned. Tribe of Dan is never mentioned. They wouldn't go after their territory, their inheritance. And so they forfeited their future. You can choose your own future. You can choose to do what you want. You can use religion to make it your own destiny. Oh, I want a God that's going to put an okay, a stamp of approval on everything I do. And you could believe it with all of your heart. You could lie to yourself so much that you believe your own lies. But I tell you, the lies don't produce the same results that the truth will produce. And there, the author of the book of Judges is taking you back and saying, it started in the family. It started among the religious leaders. It started in the tribes. Their hearts, 
wandered from God. Women in ministry is a topic that has a variety of opinions surrounding it. The book of Judges highlights a particular woman who is not only a mighty warrior, but a wise leader in the nation of Israel. Through this study, Pastor Ed will share with us the important role that women play in the body of Christ. And this is only one important truth we'll learn as we study the book of Judges. To learn more about Building in Faith, or to get a free copy of today's teaching, simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. That's buildinginfaithradio.com. Although Building in Faith is a huge blessing, we pray that it's not your only source for the teaching of the Word of God. It's our hope that you're attending a church that teaches God's Word from beginning to end. If not, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For service times, driving directions, and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. Please join us next time as Pastor Ed continues teaching verse by verse through the book of Judges, right here on Building in Faith. Your word restores.